Welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. I'm here to welcome you into the world of orgasmic living by hosting experts to discuss orgasmic topics such as nutrition, spirituality, personal development, sexuality, and much more. Here, we will offer lifestyle lessons that can help you lead a fulfilling, joyous, and orgasmic lifestyle. I'm your guide, Venus O'Hara. Welcome to the 35th episode of the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara. In this new moon episode, I'll be discussing gratitude, orgasms, and aging orgasmically. We'll be speaking to Susan Bratton, author, intimacy expert, and self-proclaimed orgasmonaut. How cool is that? Then I'll be discussing the book I'm reading now, which is Hands of Light by Barbara Ann Brennan. And finally, we'll be experiencing a guided meditation with affirmations for gratitude. But first, let me share with you all the things I'm grateful for. Even though I'm not American, I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving. Well, not Thanksgiving as such, but gratitude. And I wanted to share with you the things that I am incredibly grateful for. It's something that I always tend to do as we approach the end of the year. I take stock on what I have achieved in the year and where I might want to go next year. But focusing on this year, it has been quite turbulent in some degree, to some degree. Um, but there are those, a lot of changes that have occurred in my life have been incredibly necessary and they have shaken me a little bit to the core. But at the end of the day, my core is actually quite strong. And I definitely credit meditation um, for that. Definitely. I think anyone who hasn't meditated, I definitely recommend it because I think it gives you this inner refuge that helps you to overcome or stay grounded in any, nearly any circumstance or any situation. But focusing on the positive, and there's so many great things that I want to remember this year, is that I'm incredibly grateful for the growth that I have made on a personal and professional level. I think for a few years, I was actually living in the comfort zone, which was really nice after lots of hustling and uh, working very hard and not knowing where things were coming, uh, when when I was going to get my next um, paycheck kind of thing. But um, I feel, I realized that in the, in the comfort zone, you don't actually achieve that much. You, you have these ideas, or I don't know about you, but I wasn't disciplined enough to try and kind of grow in that in that state and I feel that now I have grown so much because I haven't had so much stability this year and I'm really grateful for all of those lessons on a professional level. I've learned so many new things and I've, I've definitely excelled at public speaking. I've given many workshops and there are more now on the horizon that I'm very very much looking forward to and on a personal level I've grown a lot in terms of overcoming my shyness. It might not seem that way for someone who is out there on the internet and in media talking about sexuality and orgasms, but in person I can be quite shy, a little bit socially awkward at times. And despite this, I was, uh, I've been and am a, an event organizer for the last five years. And at first 
I was doing some kind of stand-in organizing for someone else's group. And this March, I decided to create my own group and I wasn't really, um, I was feeling a little bit shy about it because I'm not the best host, um, you know, at events, but I wanted to create something that I wanted to go to and that didn't exist. And I definitely recommend doing that to anyone who's listening to this. So I create, I've created a conscious community in Barcelona called Barcelona Conscious Connections, and it's on Meetup, which is a fantastic app. And now, I created it in March, and now in November, which is just eight months later, we have 1,250 members, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. And we are actually the biggest conscious community in Barcelona. And it's just been, I, I couldn't, I can't even imagine, I could never have expected to have such a great reaction to this group. And I realized that this kind of desire for connection or consciously connecting, especially, was not just something that I craved. It's a lot of people who have joined the group have, have specifically joined because of the word conscious. It means, I think people, when they see the word conscious, they assume that it's people who are concerned about spirituality, personal development, and it's not just about going out on a Saturday night and getting wasted, which is something that we don't really do. And I've been organizing um, events every Saturday nights for the last eight months. And not just any old events, but I've been host- hosting them in vegan re- restaurants, even though the group isn't vegan. But I'm really happy that uh, that's worked out because I was a bit worried about that. And we have these questions on the table, um, many topics to choose from. Some of them are deep, some of them not so much. For example, the topics could be anything from books, lifestyle, um, juicy topics, or dating, love, things like that. And they really do provoke interesting, deep, and sometimes funny conversations. So you're not just having those kind of conversations where you're talking about where you're from, how long you've been in Barcelona, what do you do? And that can be, you know, if you're in a situation where you're talking about those things, you tend to repeat the same conversations all, all night long. Whereas with these questions, you get to know people on a different level. And also I've seen many different friendships um, occur during <laughs> during my events, which is something that I I feel really thrilled about, and I'm also excited about what that means on a karmic level and how that's going to come back to me one day. And also, I've met amazing people as well, and just to see how others enjoy it so much makes me enjoy it even more. And I think it's very very important because I did have um I mean as many people I was going through lots and lots of loneliness during the pandemic, I was seeing someone and um, when I wasn't with him, because he was working a lot, I was, I'd spent so much time alone and I'm okay with spending time alone. But with the pandemic, we, we just weren't, we don't even, even given the choice. It was like, you can only be alone. And also being in a country where I'm very far away from, from my family and also um, a lot of my friends, we weren't, we weren't really meeting up. Um, it just did feel, I, I did feel very isolated. So I'm think I think I'm kind of a bit shocked and a bit, I have a bit of PTSD from that loneliness actually that I experienced at that time. I'm sure I'm not the only one. So that's the really, but this uh, pain has actually propelled me to create this community, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. So now I have this incredible social life where I am going out nearly every night of the week. 
And the fact that I'm not drinking as well makes it even better because I never have a hangover and I've always got energy to go out. I remember all the conversations, etc. So, so I feel like um, I feel really blessed in a social sense because for such a long time in my life, I felt very unpopular or I had a lot of imposter syndrome going on, which I still do to some to some extent. But it's uh, wearing away, which is which is nice. And then what else have I got down here on my list that I can hardly read? Well, um, I'm also very thrilled about my body and health transformation. I'm, I've been making such huge progress. And this week, it's going to be a year since I started with my high protein, low carb vegan diet with a vegan nutritionist. Because I'd been, you know, I've, I've talked about this many times that I did gain weight with the pandemic and um, and with my recovery from being in hospital, I gained about eight to 10 kilos or something like that. And I started going to the gym. I was doing yoga, Pilates and spinning, which has got to be the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. And then I was doing body pump, which I did love. <laughs> I, I still feel very fond of body pump, but you know, if you go to the same class several times a week, and also I noticed that people in the body pump class weren't really um, evolving physically. Um, they might be, have had lots of weights on their, on their bars, but they weren't really, tra- their body wasn't really changing. And that's why, I, that's why I was at the gym. I wanted to lose this weight and, uh, and not be so big because I, I couldn't fit into lots of my clothes. So I started doing strength training in September and that has really accelerated my progress and I'm so thrilled about it. I've been documenting the changes now. I have a, um, a folder on my on my phone called New Body and the the differences or the um, the advancements in over the last two months have just been amazing thanks to strength training. And it's just really exciting and motivating to watch. And also not just on a physical and aesthetic level, but also that I am, I don't feel as ashamed going to the fitness part of the gym and kind of sticking my ass out and doing deadlifts or, cause I, I do feel that sometimes the machine area of a gym is where the more serious people go. And if you're not feeling a hundred percent fit in your body, you might that might intimidate you and you might not go for that reason, which is a huge pity. But I've overcome that that um, awkwardness and um, and feeling uh, self-conscious. I just go and do it and I really love it now, especially now that I can feel my body getting stronger. And about deadlifts, I used to hate doing them, you know, sticking your ass out in front of all these people. But now I started doing them with an, an eight kilo kettlebell and now I've gone up to a 20 kilo kettlebell. It's just like, I could probably lift more. I'm, I'm just absolutely thrilled about how strong I'm feeling. And also just to see um, the, these curves um, emerge, like my my hips are getting a kind of a bit more defined because I did, I did feel that I was always a bit straight up and down with my body. But now I'm seeing that I, there was a waist under there. Wow. Hello, waist. Where have you been all of these years? I wish I'd known about strength training years ago, but um, I know about it now and um, it's just so exciting. So uh, it does take a long time to actually make a transformation though. I mean, these things where people transform in 10 weeks or whatever, they're just not sustainable. I think it has to be a gradual process because I mean, you got to think about stretch marks and sagging and all of that and loose skin. So none of that has affected me because it's been very, very gradual process. But now I do see a little bit of acceleration and and um, inspiring results. 
And then another thing I'm very grateful for is that I am sleeping really quite well. And uh, that's something that I have struggled with most of my life. I've been an insomniac. I've lived in many, many different places as well, which I don't think helps. But I know people who do travel a lot and they can sleep anywhere. So it's got to be something that's within you. I think some to some, you know, um, external circumstances do have a, you know, they, they, they can influence things. But in general, it's about how you feel inside. And I haven't really been in, in peace for a lot of my life. And I do feel that I'm approaching um, serenity and peace, which is wonderful. And, that, and obviously that as a result... I'm sleeping better, but the other things that external circumstances that help me, such as my amazing bed, the a mattress topper, which I recommend everyone to have, um, get a mattress topper. It makes your bed so much more comfortable. I also have five pillows. I have a weighted blanket, which is wonderful now in these cold temperatures. It's like having a hug all night long. And another thing that I'm amazingly, superly, whatever, not even words, super grateful for is the fact that I have overcome chronic SIJ pain. The uh, I'm talking about the sacroiliac joint, which is kind of in the pelvis on the hip, hip, the hip area. And that's something that I started having around 12 years ago when I started spending a lot of time sitting down and working from home and maybe not taking breaks as often as I should or not walking and getting up and being on my feet as often as I should. And this, I, I went to so many specialists. I've had MRI scans. I went to physiotherapists. I did so much. And even the doctor, there's just nothing. They couldn't really see what was wrong with me. And um, what has helped is actually going to going to acupuncture. That has helped. It, uh, my, my acupuncturist told me he would have, he would get rid of it in, in five sessions. It was a bit more than that. But now I, I don't really feel the pain I used to feel of, or the stiffness more than it's more than pain actually. And, and it's just amazing to actually, to finally overcome that because it's something I, I lived with for a long, long, long time. I just, I just assumed that that was, that was going to be with me for life, but that's not the case at all now. I feel much better, but there is an exercise that really helps me uh, in the gym. I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's called the hyperextension something. I can't remember now, but it's basically this, um, it's not a machine as such, but it's a device or something that you kind of lean over and then you kind of lift your back up, you lever it up. And is it, I can't remember what it's called. Um, But anyway, this exercise really does strength, strengthen your lower back and buttocks and, and also the backs of the thighs. And this is really, this really, really helps as well. Because I haven't had had acupuncture now since the summer and I haven't really felt that I've needed it. So I'm mega grateful for that as well. And what else have I done? Okay, I've written down here, which I can hardly read. Christmas. It's the first time in my adult life that I'm not dreading Christmas. (laughs) This is incredible because I always hate Christmas. I think a lot of people have these rituals and I don't feel like I've had, I have my own ritual. I've done different things every year and some years I've even spent it alone. Um, and I haven't created any, any traditions and Christmas is a tiny time of year where it kind of forces you to some degree to kind of look at your, look at your life. And just sometimes people don't like what they see your life outside of work, um, your family life, your relationship life, and things like that, and you're like, oh no. So I think um, I think it can be equally um, equally difficult for people who do have families and partner partners, etc. But I think everyone 
Uh, a lot of people do find Christmas to be a difficult time of year. And I know I have for many, 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 many years. And this is the first year that I'm not dreading it, which is quite amazing, really. And I think that is thanks to the fact that I have this incredible group called Barcelona Conscious Connections. And we're going to be, well, I've organized a Christmas dinner, Christmas Day lunch, a conscious Christmas Day lunch. So that's something I'm very much looking forward to. And another thing that I did a few years ago in 2019, which was an incredible tip if you don't like Christmas either, and you're a bit conscious, you like conscious living, is that I highly recommend going on a yoga retreat. I mean, I went on my very first yoga retreat for a Christmas retreat, and I was wondering who goes to a yoga retreat at Christmas? I mean, um, <laughs> I was just thinking, who does that? And we ended up being a group of 11 women and half of those women were actually recently divorced or separated, and it was their first Christmas without their children. So it was an incredibly um, interesting group. And what's interesting about when you meet people in that type of um, scenario in, in a retreat, um, when you meet people, it's not just like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? It's a bit like, what's your name? Where are you from? And what's your trauma? So you do have very deep connections. And I still remember many of the conversations that I had during that week between Christmas and New Year. And it was such an, a, um, a deep and profound experience. And so was so were the connections that we made in the group. And I would highly recommend going doing that to anyone who's never been on a retreat. Because a retreat is like escaping your life to face yourself in a supported environment. So that's something that's really beautiful. And I'd love to do more and more retreats, actually. That's something that's going to be on my to-do list. But um, I'm having such a good time in Barcelona that I, I would definitely miss. There's part of me in Graves community and roots more than travel, I, I guess, even though I do tr crave a bit of traveling too. But at the end of the day, I think this year has all, all been about bonding with Barcelona and creating my groups here and my life here and really, really enjoying it. So that's all, they're all the things that I am grateful for. And it sounds pretty good, actually, when I, when I sum it all up, um, even though there have been um, some turbulent times. And, um, but I, I'm someone who tends to look at the positive and I'm also grateful for this amazing interview with Susan Bratton that's coming up now. I mean, we were supposed to, um, when I saw, um, when, when, we were, when we connected, I was really looking forward to speaking to her. And we had a list of topics that we were supposed to talk about, but it ended up being so much more. And it was an incredible, incredible connection. I hope you enjoy our discussion as much as I did when I had it. Oh, and I'm also grateful for you, dear listener. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. Thank you. Are you looking for a new sex toy? Maybe you have no sex toys. In case you are, I recommend checking out satisfier.com. That's S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R dot com. So it's like Satisfier, but with a Y instead of a, an I. And on that website, you will find a huge selection of pleasure products, many to choose from for couples, for men, for women, for clitoral stimulation, dual stimulation, anal stimulation, whatever you want. And with the discount code VENUS, you can enjoy 30% off any of your orgasmic purchase, purchases. So check out Satisfier.com 
and use the discount code VENUS for 30% off. Enjoy. Now it's time for this episode's interview. We'll be speaking with Susan Bratton, an intimacy expert, author, and so much more. Susan Bratton, welcome to the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast. It's a huge pleasure to have you on here, especially as you are a self-proclaimed orgasmonaut. What is I that? am! <laughs> <laughs> you know what, that is so funny too, because, well, first of all, I live an orgasmic lifestyle, so oh. I'm damn glad to be here. Number two, this orgasmonaut thing, I have to tell you what I, what I wanted to talk about to you about today was my 17-year orgasmic meditation practice. What is orgasmic meditation? Where did it come from? What's different about it? What are the benefits of it? Because it is such an amazingly fulfilling experience for lovers, and it just helps women have such a more satisfying sex life. But I remember when I was very first starting my practice and I was starting to gain some traction and I was starting to, I was starting to come better, longer and harder than I ever had Venus. And I called my mentor, Dr. Patty Taylor, who is one of the people from whom my husband and I learned this practice. And I said, Patty, I'm scared. I'm coming so hard. Sometimes it takes me like a day to recover. And I'm, I'm going out into this place with Tim where I'm worried if I let myself go further, I may not come back. Is it safe? I mean, I was pushing my edge of what orgasmic intensity I could have. And she said, just let go. Not only just let go, you'll be back. Yeah, sometimes it takes a bit to recover from it. <laughs> but it makes you better in the long run. And when you come back, you can give other people the map to the territory. If you don't go there, how can you teach people how to get there? And I just let go. And my orgasms just expanded exponentially. But I felt like an astronaut in in outer space, uncharted territory. And way back then, I, I thought to myself, I feel like an orgasmonaut. And just last week, I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I did a photo shoot. I like to do a lot of photo shoots. I like to, at 61, look as sexy and wow, beautiful oh as I possibly can. Thank you. <laughs> and I dressed up in a silly astronaut costume and I dressed up as the orgasmonaut. I embodied the orgasmonaut for the first time in, in print. <laughs> I have to send you some images. They'll be on my Instagram. You said you follow me. Thank you. But uh, uh, that was just so cute. The whole orgasmonaut thing that, that you caught on to that too, that you liked that. Yes. I think we are kindred spirits in the rocket, riding the rocket ship to orgasmic infinity and beyond because there's so many ways we can orgasm I've counted now over 20 kinds and the 20th is wild card and uh, someday I'd be happy to come back on and go through all 20 but honestly it's exhausting just to talk about all 20 kinds of orgasms I have it on my website and I'll give you the link so at the end of the show but uh, 
the expanded orgasm practice or orgasmic meditation, deliberate massive orgasm, extended massive orgasm, this clitoral stroking practice is really what I was hoping you and I could kind of dig deep into because you have a great mastery of orgasmic potential in listening to your show and um, sharing your expansion with your guests so beautifully. I thought I could share I could share a bit of my expansion with you so that you could help more women and their partners achieve this incredible conjoined trance state of orgasmic meditation. Amazing. Another thing you have another big list of, I saw you have written 34 books about sexuality. So which yeah, one? Yeah, it's now 44. Most... I just counted them up. Oh, wow. 44. <laughs> so that's a lot, a lot. I mean, um, so which one was the most successful one? And which one did you enjoy writing the most? I probably enjoyed writing my dirty talk book the most, dirtytalkbook.com. It's free. Mm-hmm. I probably have da- have had more copies of a book I, I wrote called My Relationship Magic at myrelationshipmagic.com downloaded. But my, my, my second most downloaded book is actually something called Pumping Guide. Um, the Pumping Guide teaches people how to pull blood into their genitals for more engorgement. Um, it helps with reversing the atrophy of genital aging so that you, because when you get older, you lose your orgasmic intensity. Um, and I have a lot of ideas for women to women and men, people of all bodies to of both bodies and all gender persuasions to keep their orgasmic intensity going as they age, because that is actually a thing that people start to begin to almost never notice it being gone until they're like, "Mm, I'm really struggling to come now. Um, And that pumping guide I've had the most downloads of, but I think the book that I've written that's done the most good for the most people, again, another one I gave away for free is called the sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T. And the reason that it is, is that it's actually not a sexual technique. It's a communication skill. It's the communication skill. It's about how to ask your partner for exa- how, how to know what you want and ask your partner for it and have them love your requests and feel like they're winning with your communication and feedback. Because I can teach you all the techniques in the world. What I do is I create passionate lovemaking techniques, how to transform having sex into making love. I'm about heart-connected, passionate lovemaking, not the friction, but the connection. And without clear communication in the bedroom, and, and a lot of people say, well, I don't even know what I want. How could I ask for it? And I'm like, oh, but you do. Let me tell you how to figure it out. Um, I think the Sexual Soulmate Pact, again, at sexualsoulmatepact.com, free, of course, uh, is really probably the most important thing that I've written. So what do you do actually then? So do you actually work directly with couples? No, No, I'm not a therapist. I'm kind of the opposite of that. You know, therapists are really there to fix problems. They're the ones that kind of go backward in time and unwind the shame and, you know, all of those things. I run a publishing company. I've published Mm -hmm. the work of my own and of my mentors, which is why the expanded orgasm practice with Dr. Patty Taylor, expand her orgasm tonight, is um, really one of those one of those techniques that I think is a fundamental skill. If you want to have an incredible sex life, if you want your sex life to keep getting better over time, if you want to have better orgasms, more intense orgasms, stay in the orgasmic state longer, it's this funny little clip stroke 
technique finger it's a finger mm. on the clip stroke technique that is so light and delicate you would have to think to yourself oh wow that's the opposite of what i've been doing to give myself orgasms how counterintuitive is that you know i had the freakiest dream last night and since you always do these erotic you know stories <laughs> I had this crazy dream where I was like in someplace, I don't know what it was. And this young woman was just had her hand up my skirt and my panties were kind of loose and I was wet. And she was just slowly and lightly giving me that stroke that my clit really wanted. And I was just coming in the most, I felt like what I was doing was uh, like, if you took honey and you just stirred orgasm into it and you just coated your whole aura with that feeling, that melting, completely easy, sweet, just, mm, you're just riding that orgasm. There's no effort. You're not trying you're not pushing out, you're not clenching down, you're just getting the lightest little stroke on your clit. And I was coming in my dream so nicely from that little stroke. And that young woman, I barely remember what she looked like. I just remembered, oh, there's a young woman stroking my clit and I am coming so nicely. <laughs> I think it's something that everyone craves. I mean, because sometimes I actually wrote an article years ago in for GQ in Spain saying, it was oh, about good. what's called 10 things you don't know about women. It was it said you're supposed to stroke with the delicacy you would with your smartphone, not like the yeah. escape key, you know, because I, I find sometimes when you're in a situation where maybe with someone you don't know that well, or maybe you don't speak up, it can be way too rough. And then you say softer, softer, and, and there's only so many times you can say it, you know, because then people yeah. will just don't not get it. So it's, uh, I think definitely softness is something that we we crave more. It's more erotic, actually, just to be soft and slow. Mm, yeah. When that finger is just sliding. I know. And maybe the little girl was just symbolic of, not little girl, but you know, she was of age. But um, the young woman was symbolic of just that not attachment to any need of her own. And the soft, sweet sensitivity of her touch. And then here I get up today and I get to talk to you about expanded orgasm, which is exactly what that's all about. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. So, so, so see you do some things with um, vaginal rejuvenation. What, does, what is that? And, and what, what, how can we, why, how do we, why do we need it? And what is it exactly? Well, you know how you wrinkle up and you shrivel up as you get old. <laughs> <laughs> At 61, I'm fighting that with everything that I have, right? I've, I'm doing PRP on my face and trying to get my hair growths better and, um, you know, taking my fatty omegas and eating lots of healthy fats and leafy green vegetables and getting my blood pumping because you have to fight against the atrophy of aging, the desiccation, the drying up, the wrinkling, the tissue loss. You know, when you're 50, you're this big. When you're 80, you're about 20% smaller. Well, so are your genitals. So as women age, you know, we hear all this stuff about, I, I lost my libido in menopause. Well, I honestly think that for a lot of women, it, it has nothing to do with their hormones. I mean, some women definitely have vaginal atrophy from uh, loss of estrogen, but um, 
you can reverse that with bioidentical hormone replacement, you know, estrogen, uh, estriol, estradiol. You can use uh, organic nut oils as lubricants, which are safe to eat. I always say, if you wouldn't put, if you wouldn't put it in your mouth, you shouldn't put it on your vulva. They're one end of the, the other end of the same tube. And we're trying to get rid of toxins out of our body. We're trying to get rid of hormone disruptors out of our body. Um, so you, you don't want to use lubes, which are, you know, in, in America, we have these FDA class two lubricants, which means they must have preservatives in them because they're sold to consumers. And so they end up having all these chemicals in them. And it's like, would you drink that? No. Well, then why are you putting that in your vulva? Oh, I never thought about it. It's like, yeah, just use some nut oils. Okay, so use really high quality sex toys, clean them off afterward, and maybe you get a little less life out of the silicone. But honestly, sex tech is advancing so quickly that we're getting new vibrators much more frequently now. We're not, we don't have that same rabbit vibe. We had that gooey plastic full of phthalate, you know, rabbit vibe we had 10 years or 20 years ago. You got one, you got some old relic. This is like the, the one you should not buy because I, I keep it because I have a, I have 700 toys and um, I have one box full of the battery operated ones. Yeah. And, and um, some of them are disintegrating like this one. It's yes. just disgusting. It's, it's actually come apart. Exactly. It's discoloring. Yes. It has to be completely yes. transparent. And to think I put this inside me with nothing. I use condoms now with anything going, uh-huh. going inside. Because I've had some, I've had to go to ER a couple of times through my job, which is not fun. I've shared wow. a couple of stories, but also I'm very against lubricants as well because of all the, especially glycerin, and there's lots of other right. things. And I'm just so fortunate for now that I am naturally juicy, but I do have these mm-hmm. questions about what's going to happen, and I think it's something that a lot of people ask, you know, or wonder. We don't really have that much information yeah. about because I don't like the idea of having to. I actually wrote an article recently about lubricants and menopause, and it talked about how you need to just use it for maintenance because to get over that dryness, just to kind of overcome Mm. the dry discomfort, not just for for preparation for penetration, but also just for day to day. And I thought, I don't like that idea at all. I'd much rather do BHRT or something like that that's going to get me juicy again (laughs) without buying anything. (laughs) Oh, I want to, let's parking lot something I want to ask your opinion about. I have this... um, this thing I've been working on recently, which is um, this notion of orgasmic cross-training using five, the five different types of um, female sex toys that are available where I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking, you know, Hey, have all five of these and, and rotate them through your usage because um, then you're creating new neural pathways. So you're having different, types of stimulation driving you into different types of orgasms so that um, when you're with a partner, you're just naturally more orgasmic and you can incorporate these toys, of course, but even if you don't want to, if these are just more solo pleasure, um, your choice. Um, so I want to run those five by you, but let me finish off with the, the genital atrophy. So since you're a device aficionado, um, obviously we've talked about the, the BHRT and we've talked about the lubrication. Um, the other thing is that's very, very important that is often overlooked is nitric oxide production. Our genital system has as much blood flow in it as our male body partners. You know, the men, their penis fills up like a big tube full of blood, locks off and holds that blood in. And that's what gives them firmness. And so they go from small and tiny flaccid to large and firm when they're healthy. We do the same exact thing. We have pound for pound, inch for 
per inch, as much erectile tissue in our vulva as our male body partners too. It's just in three different erectile systems, the clitoral structure, the urethral structure, and the perineal structure. And they literally completely wrap around the vagina. And they are subject to our ability and our nitric oxide production, nitric oxide production's ability to drive blood into our pelvic bowl when we're aroused, expanding our vulva, plumping it up. And then that creates more surface area, which when stimulated sends a higher number of pleasure signals to our brain, helping us achieve orgasm and orgasmic satisfaction and intensity. And I am on this, you know, I would say just like platform uh, to let women know that all women are capable of having orgasms from intercourse without even touching the tip of our clits. We just need the time to get aroused. You know, it takes us so much longer to get all those nooks and crannies filled in. We don't have that straight shot of the hemodynamics of the penis, but we have the same amount of erectile tissue. And so men are always so ready to go. If we have male body partners, they're rushing us. We're rushing because it's never really as good for us. We don't get the stimulation we need in the way we need it. So I teach intercourse techniques, you know, basically fucking techniques. How do you use your penis in a vagina? How do you use your vagina with a penis to create pleasure? And how do you make sure you get enough time to let that genital system expand to its full capacity so you can actually feel the friggin' sensation? And how do you nurture your blood carrying capacity is with nitric oxide. So nitric oxide boosters, which is why in addition to my business of publishing passionate lovemaking techniques, I'm a publisher. So I create online programs that anyone anywhere in the world can access. So you don't have to go to a workshop or work with a therapist. I just teach you how to have great sex. I don't want to fix all the shame and trauma. It's not my training. I'm not a therapist. If you need that, I refer you to an ASECT coach, you know, an ASECT psychotherapist or sexologist, which there's so many incredible ones. What I do is I give you sex techniques, bedroom communication skills, and the third stool, which is this sexual regenerative practices. So you understand, take nitric oxide, look at my hormone panel, use good lubrication, masturbate often with a variety of tools so that you have lots of an expanded palette of orgasmic response. And then if you still have painful or, or atrophied genitalia, you can reverse it using regenerative tools and treatments. Simple, simple things. Number one is something called a V-Fit Gold. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Well, uh, let me know if you want me to connect you. Um, where the heck is mine? I'd have to run into the other room to get it. I actually use mine all the time. It's, um, I could do that if you want me to. Okay. So one of the first things that I recommend for women who still have pain, painful vaginal issues is this wonderful tool. It's called a V-Fit Gold in America. And in Europe, it's called V, Europe and Canada, it's called V-Sculpt. And this is a woman-owned company, and this thing is absolutely revolutionary. Bef before they invented this, what's the company? Called? I had to say, Joylux. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. So, um, if you go to joylux.com/susan, I'm I'm such 
a champion of theirs, they make me a little special package where you get some bonus gifts with it, which are actually very good at carrying case, some wipes, all kinds of things. Joylux.com slash Susan. But what I love about this particular product is that I used to have to send women to get CO2 laser uh, work done in their vagina or RF devices, because what we get is vaginal thinning and incontinence and painful sex. That's usually our kind of triumvirate. And then loss of orgasmic intensity. And when you use CO2, CO2 lasers and um, RF devices up inside the vagina, it basically burns the crap out of the vaginal mucosal tissue so that your body has to go heal it and repair it, which makes it thicker. Well, amazing. why do you want to hurt yourself to fix a problem? I mean, these, this was invented by men, I am sure. So what VFIX, VFIT has done with this is so they created it for those who are listening and can't see it. Yes. So it's like, a um, first of all, I'll let you hear it. Okay. Can you hear the vibration? Not really. It must be very silent. It is very silent. So your kids and your husband don't need to know when you're administering this. Um, it is a, um, a essentially a penisy curve, very smooth. It's a metal device that is for at-home use. It's at-home do-it-yourself vaginal rejuvenation. And it essentially has red light therapy, which is called photobiomodulation. So it puts red light up inside the vagina with vibration and this, this kind of um, warmth that helps recollagenate the vaginal mucosa. So it thickens the tissue it improves and uh, it improves the kind of glycolic um, microbiome of the vagina. So you've got a healthier biome and it helps with the kind of tone of the muscles because you when you have muscle tone loss, you have loss of in orgasmic intensity. When you have um, thinning, you have painful sex. When you have loss of lubrication, you have painful sex, you know, so it fixes all these problems. It also helps a lot of women who didn't care for their odor, but didn't, their doctors couldn't find any kind of bacterial vaginosis or any issue. Um, and it helps women with recurrent infections. And what I love about this product is that you use it every day for a few minutes, and it's very easy. It feels great. I get up in the morning, pop this in when I need to. I'll use it for a while and then I'll repair. I won't need it for a while. And then I'll notice as I've aged a little more, oh, okay, I want to use my V-Fit again for a while. I, you know, I had pain, a little painful sex. Let's, let's get that going again. And I'll use it again. I just get up in the morning, put it in, scroll some Instagram, have my latte, and I'm done. And this is such a wonderful product. You can stack it. When you, when you talk about sexual regenerative treatments that are available for women that help us reverse the atrophy of our genitals, help us get through the dryness and all of those kinds of things. I have at 61, the most incredible, juicy, velvety, beautiful, fresh, lush vulva. It's just, it's better than it was in my twenties. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And it's so responsive and so orgasmic and so just a delight to have as a part of my body. And when you have this, you can stack on another treatment called FemiWave. It's coming to Europe. It's here in America. And it is an acoustic wave 
that they sent, you go into a treatment center and it's in a little acoustic wave that barely feels like anything. Um, it doesn't hurt. They, all those CO2 lasers and RF things, they're like, oh, it doesn't hurt, it's outpatient. You can do it on your lunch time. Oh, right, but my vagina is gonna weep for 10 days and I'm not gonna be able to have. And they're like, you can have sex that evening. I'm like, well, maybe you can girl, but I can't. I mean, I came in here with some problems and that hurt me so badly. It's like I got a third degree burn. So what I love about the Femi wave is it doesn't hurt. Just like the V-Fit, it doesn't hurt to help rebuild the tissue. And it really helps with incontinence as well, which I don't know, it seems like all of us women have to deal with that at some point in our life, urge or stress or both of incontinence. And Femi Wave is a really wonderful technology that sends these acoustic waves into the tissue in the abdominal urethral area, in the labial area and clitoral area and the perineal area. So it shores up the pelvic bowl it plumps those labia up because I have bad news for you. When you get old, your labia gets saggy like a couple of old scrotal balls. I mean, it is the most depressing thing. You're like, oh, shit. My pussy looks like my husband's balls. <laughs> you, know, you know, Joan Rivers had that joke about oh, she did? slippers. She used to always say that joke that she used to that it drops and it's like, hey, I didn't know I was wearing bunny slippers or something. That's one of her recurring jokes. I was like, what does she mean by that? It doesn't sound yeah. good. <laughs> well, they didn't shave, they didn't shave their pubes off back in Joan Rivers time, but uh, that's why they look like bunny slippers. But that's so funny. Yeah, exactly. They really do. They really sag. And so what I love about Femiwave is it really gets a lot of the atrophy out of the clitoral, urethral, and perineal structures. And it also plumps up those outer labia. So you look like you have a nice youthful peach. Oh, so no. there's that. And then there's O-shots. Have you heard about those? Uh, I think I heard of them, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I just hate any type of intervention, to be honest. So anything like having some kind of shots, is that in the G-spot? Yeah, but it's from your own body's blood. Growth factors from your own body's blood. I don't know. I just, I just don't like... I, I just rather kind of keep it as natural as possible. It just sounds, I don't like anything. I don't know. <laughs> I guess a lot of people feel like that as well. Like the, 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 just the name O-Shot just makes me want to cross my legs. <laughs> I understand. Um, now I've been getting Botox and fillers for 20 years. I've had facelifts. I've had one facelift. Um, I've had seven O-Shots. I've done micro needling, you know, I'm not really afraid. Of, I've had all my vaccinations for COVID. I'm not really afraid of needles. Mm -hmm. But if you're uh, afraid of needles, that's reasonable. Although it doesn't hurt because they numb it with lidocaine. And it basically is a PRP treatment where they, the doctor, the, the specialized trained practitioner of orgasm shot. Um, and they have one for the penis too, P shot. They've got gains wave like Femi wave for men. Um, all these things have their analogous to the male body because we women have to keep our husbands going, our partners going because they don't go to the doctor. You know, I can't believe how many times I tell men, I can't help you. Why don't you go to the urologist? You know, they're so bad. At least we go to the doctor. So the O-shot is basically a vial of our blood taken out and put in a centrifuge spun to take off the white and red blood cells. And what's left is called the fibrin ridge rich matrix, PRP, PRP, platelet rich plasma. And then that's put in a very tiny, tiny, tiny little needle. 
and inject it into the clitoral structure and the urethral structure. And what it does is it takes all the healing factors of your own body, fresh out of your body, right back into that spongy tissue. That spongy tissue goes, thank you. And it regrows new tissue. Because as you age, your vulva shrinks. So you get all that painful sex and that loss of orgasmic intensity. And so the Femi Wave, the V-Fit Gold, the O-Shot can be combined in ways that don't damage you. They use your body's healing strategies. They are not like, I also use PRP right in my face. Just this, I don't know what today is. Last week, I went and had a PRP facial where they took my blood and they scratched my skin with a skin pen and then rubbed the PRP from my own body right into it and then injected it into little places in my face, nasolabial folds between my, you know, it's filler, but it's not filler that is made in, out of chemicals in a big vat from Allergan. You know, it's not, it's not a Botox. It's not a, and it's not a, you know, hyaluronic acid filler, a sculpture, any of those kinds of things, because those things, your body metabolizes and when you use exogenous fillers, fillers that are made out of chemicals, man-made products, your body's just going to metabolize them and go away. That's why you have to go get fillers every six months. When you put PRP in, the PRP is actually rebuilding the tissue in your clitoris or your face or what have you. And when you do that, you're just growing new tissue where you've had tissue loss. As you age, your, your cheeks sink your, the flesh drops, you get hollow around the temples, you get, you just get a funny, like almost skeletal face as you age, even if you have extra weight. And so these are ways you use your body's own healing factors to regrow tissue naturally from your own body. It's just concentrated healing injected into the places where you've had tissue loss. So for some women, they're going to be like, oh yeah, that sounds really good, son. Yeah. And for other women, they're going to be like, that's not for me. And I'm totally fine with that. I really like it because I'm reversing atrophy of aging. Obviously, if you're going to do something, it's better to do something that's your own than... Yeah, natural. Then definitely, definitely. So how how can you increase libido from a biome perspective? I've got, I've seen that on your notes that you talk about gut microbiome and libido well your libido is the other side of the same coin as your overall health and if you are eating out at restaurants and not cooking your own foods from organic vegetables at home if you have to travel and you're stuck on the road and you have to eat a lot of crap if you're still eating white flour and eating white sugar and drinking a lot of alcohol um you and you've ever taken antibiotics you are, you have a really wrecked microbiome and your microbiome is what creates the first line of defense of your immune system, as well as produces your neurotransmitters, the ones that make you feel happy when you have sex or the ones that make you feel like you want to have sex, as well as producing your hormones. You need a lot of good, healthy fats to, you need vitamin D and you need B12 and you need a lot of things to create the hormones and neurotransmitters that help you enjoy sex. So with the combination of not having slow, light-touched lovers 
because men don't understand us. It's not their fault. They don't live in our bodies. We don't know to speak up for ourselves. We don't have Susan Bratton saying, it's okay. You can ask him to rub your vulva, give you a yoni massage for 20 minutes before he ever goes down on you. That's, that's, I, I wouldn't have sex without that. That's like pre foreplay to me. I like to be held first. I like to have full body rubs. I like to have a yoni massage. I like to do oral. Maybe I'm ready for penetration. If he sticks his penis in me and I have one second of like, Ooh, I don't know. I have to stand for myself and say, no, babe, not today. Pull it out. Let me stroke your cock and let's make out and you can play with my boobs or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I just really want to empower women because it's important to understand that your libido is directly affected by your microbiome. Even your vaginal microbiome is connected to your gut microbiome. Oh, wow. And the sure signs of a bad microbiome are all of the kind of gastrointestinal issues, constipation, irritable bowels, diarrhea, bloating after eating. Bloating after eating is a sure sign of uh, either one or the other, usually where there's smoke, there's fire, um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, small intestinal fungal overgrowth, which means the gram positive, the bad bacteria are at a higher ratio than the good bacteria. You've got to get that back with prebiotics, probiotics, eating really healthy food. Basically, if you don't have the kind of poos every morning where the poo just floats out of your ass like a ballerina and does a pirouette of grace and plops in the toilet in the most beautiful turd you've ever seen, you've got gut dysbiosis. And so if you feel like you have a libido issue, it's not the loss of estrogen from menopause, which is what women blame it on all the time. It's your diet, your lack of focus on your gut microbiome and not speaking up for what your body is telling you that it wants in that time and how long it is it takes. And you must allow her, by her, I mean your vulva, your yoni, you must allow her to tell you, she's talking to you all the time. She knows and she's And if you have tuned her out, no wonder you have low libido. Learning good sex skills with your partner, giving yourself the time and having all the nutrition in the gut microbiome are the things that will reignite your desire. You'll feel seen and responded to. You're physically going to feel better. I mean, it really starts with health. Absolutely. I'm such a, uh, I love health. I mean, I, I actually eat all organic, locally sourced uh, food that's in season and I'm uh, whole foods plant-based. I haven't eaten meat for 27 years. I don't drink alcohol. So I really feel attached to that as well. And I also, I've, I've reaped the benefits with my health because I, I have amazing periods, like zero pain. Yeah. I yeah. actually free bleed, which people find disgusting, but I find it the most natural thing ever. Because I mean, I, I nearly died from a tampon. So I'm really against all of these things that we are sold, you know, all these dangerous tampons with with horrible ingredients they, they don't even publish the ingredients on those on those uh, products and, and also I heard. Um, oh yeah sorry go ahead. lubricants go ahead. like lubrication it's natural and i'm very juicy yeah. so yeah. and also going to the loo it's like very i mean i don't understand how people need to read in the toilet because i mean that's for people who need to like push and make an effort that's not normal yeah. to be having to read a magazine you know, you know what i mean i never quite understood that my problem is that i'm juicy and all of that but i, I don't have anyone to sh i don't have my mars so it's really frustrating mm. <laughs> so oh i have it i have an idea for you for that yeah. um 
the I wanted to thank you also. That episode you did on free bleeding was okay. fabulous. I mean, well, honestly, Venus, that was a work of art. The story <laughs> with the girlfriend, I mean, everything. And um, <laughs> I love period sex. And all of my lovers love it too. They're not afraid of my, my blood. I remember one time, one of my boyfriends was going down on me and I had, I said, I have my period. He's like, I'm fine with that. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot, you know, it was like, how there may be some blood. And he's like, okay. And he got up and he was, it looked like something from a, like a movie set. His head was just like dripping with blood. You know how it's exacerbated with the spit and everything. Uh-huh. And I think I had my, I had my Yoni, like I was squatting down on his face. And so it, it like ran down him. And I said, don't look in the mirror. I have to get a towel. And he goes, don't get a towel. It's fine. And I was like, God love you for being so open to it. But I free bleed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like period panties. My daughter and I both use them. And they are game changers. I mean, I have always hated the tampon situation. And I agree. If you work in an office, it is not the time to free bleed that's risky for you, mm-hmm. but you can do it at home. You can free bleed mm-hmm. half the time. You don't have to be a, like, I'm a free bleeder and then be like, but I use tampons. Okay, do it. Do what you can do to let it flow out of you. It's and so I thing. didn't, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. love your menstruation. I am 61 and I still bleed because I take bioidentical hormone replacement. I didn't know and that. Keep, that's incredible. So, so you still have periods after. I still have periods. Okay. And it was funny because I just went to a traditional allopathic Western med- medical gynecologist because I had to get a um, mammogram and um, I get one every, you know, I don't know, hardly enough, but I get them. I don't need them. I never have had any issues. It doesn't run in my family, but you know, with the toxins of the world, I keep an eye on shit. So I went to him and he's like, you still bleed. We're going to have to go in and do a D and C. And you know, it was like everything he was going to do to make me stop bleeding. There must be something wrong with me. And I'm like, no, dude, I do BHRT. He's like, why are you doing so much BHRT that you still have an period? I'm just like, cause I can, and I do, and I feel great. And it's awesome. And it's not going to hurt me. And lots and lots of women do it. And he was like, we need to get you in here immediately for a, 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 a biopsy. And he was going to like stick a thing up my cervix with a punt, a puncture thing. And take he wanted to measure my endometrial lining you know and I'm like get the fuck out of my womb I never went back I wouldn't do it there's nothing wrong with me I have zero symptoms I feel super healthy I take BHRT and I still bleed like okay I still do it at 61 like I didn't get my period till I was almost 18 I was a late period person and I figure hmm it'll end when it ends it's it stopped for months at a time and then come back as I've gotten healthier because I had COVID a few times um but um I didn't know free bleeding the word and I'm using it and I agree with you to hold the menstrual cup companies to task on what they're made of and how you change them and usage one of my biggest issues with the sex toys companies is that they feel like they have to rely on people like us to teach other people how to use their toys like I I mean I think it's getting better but um I'd like to introduce you to the Fun Factory team because oh, do you know yeah. Fun Factory? Yeah. Okay, great. Because I think they'd be really wanting to hear what you want from them around their menstrual cups. I don't know if you've done any conversation with them, but I love working with them. They have 
high quality products. I, I just like menstrual cups for many reasons because I, I nearly died from a tampon and um, yeah. and menstrual cups, they are, you can get toxic shock. There is no information. Right. There's even a BBC right. article about someone getting prolapse from using them. There are people who cannot remove them and being taken to the ER and it's not, yeah. it's not um, hygienic to change them in a public toilet. So there's right. a lot of this information that people are saying it, it's fine and it's not fine. You know, it's not, it, it's not normal yeah. to have this thing inside you for hours or even Agreed. they're saying, yeah, it's fine to sleep with it. No, it's not. Your, your nature says it comes out. And if these people really cared about period poverty, which is just a marketing thing, they would in, they would empower communities to make period panties and reusable pads where they only need to buy a, a few pairs and then they're yeah. done because they, they yeah. want this um they want business out of it. And, and I, I just think um, as I, I nearly died from toxic shock. So yeah. I feel very strongly about it because if it wasn't for me, the doctors were like, there's nothing wrong with you. And if I didn't insist, then I would be dead now. It was the 2nd of September. It would have been my, the, the date of my death. When I see all this, um, there's, there's no information about, yeah. about the, the risks. And also I watched the video about um, female products and the cancer risks. And they're talking about things like nail varnish and menstrual products and and there's right. all these things that are so toxic and then I, I have a yeah, couple makeup. of videos on my youtube channel that I get so many bad comments I can't even tell you but it's important for me to have this information out there and someone made this incredibly naive comment which said if these things were really that dangerous they wouldn't be available it's like wake oh, up oh god <laughs> wake up are you kidding me I mean, most things Nobody are dangerous shit about yeah. us no, yeah exactly don't. it's big business it's all about profit we yeah. have to be our own advocate in everything yeah but I, I really enjoy my periods now and I do I hear um, you I, I, I might know that I already do I do um sex magic so I use my menstrual blood yeah. to put on my sigils I think I've got a few here to show you these are magical symbols so I have an orgasm and I don't even remember what they are but I mean I just like choose this and then bleed on it uh-huh <laughs> and these represent my desires so I just make these symbols that represent things that I mean I do it on new moon normally and then because yeah. menstrual blood is such so powerful and, uh, and and symbolic, whereas in some religions, people are getting taught or internalizing that it's dirty or un unclean and which is really terrible, you know, but a menstrual blood oh. is power. And I, I, I just really enjoy periods. And I'm like, the only you bad thing is, is having I can't sleep naked because I just feel that right. I love to sleep naked, but I just like have to wear like old underwear and, and I have a dark towel. But I mean, um, I'm on day four now, so tomorrow I'll be able to. To, to to sleep freely yeah <laughs> but that's the yeah. only inconvenience but in, in general I'm just happy to have a period and, and that, that it's not gone yet because I mean I know I, mean, I have a cousin who's looking forward to menopause so I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't imagine that because she has a very bad period you know like with yeah. hot water bottles and bad moods and like a day in bed or something like that but I've never been mm. like that so I'm mm -hmm. very lucky and I have no painkiller I just feel like it's a blessing you know and uh it's a it's like I think it's like a um like, almost like a cleansing process of of the vagina, you know. When you bleed on those symbols, do you then like set them on fire with an intention and release that to the universe, or what do you do? Do you just I, have I a make, lot of like, bloody, bloody pieces of notebook paper around your house? <laughs> I make them with the intention. And because um, they, they represent affirmations and then it's what I do is I write an affirmation. I do three, three is a magic number. And so I write an affirmation. I mean, I have an example here, yeah, which yeah. is when I travel for work. So I really want to get traveling again. So I just made this example. So I write the, the sentence, I travel for work. 
then I rewrite it without without repeating letters, without no duplicating of letters. And then I just jumble the letters together. I mm -hmm. simplify, simplify, simplify until it becomes just a few squiggles. And then it's a circle. And I leave them for a few days, so I don't remember which is which. I have no idea. So I just grab a random one, and then I just enjoy my fantasies. And at the time of my orgasm, I'm looking at it going, yeah. And then um, after I'll just wipe my bloody toy on it, or even just um, non-bloody, just with my Venusian nectar, and then I'll yes. just um, rip it up and um, throw it away. But usually on full moon, I'll rip, I'll throw them away. I like your Venusian nectar. <laughs> um, I've taught probably over three thousand, maybe close to four thousand women how to and their partners how to release a woman's feminine waters. I call it, you know, people call it squirting, but to me that's a porn term. I call it female ejaculation. And um, I, I use the word divine nectar, which I like, but Venusian. You called it Venusian. Well, not for squirting, just for like the lubrication, because it'll be no, on my toys yeah. after. So, so that's kind yeah. of like the, because I mean, I've, I've read all the books available on sex magic and they do, even for men to ejaculate on, on the symbols, it's, it's kind of anointing them because these are very nice. powerful um, fluids, you know. They are. Yeah. I know. I hate that women have been taught to be so afraid of ejaculate of, of men of male ejaculate you know like ooh, it's it's going to get us diseases and get us pregnant it's, well yes you have to use your method of contraception which i'd like to know yours i i recommend um a non-medicated iud if you can tolerate the copper i think is a very good choice the uh, fertility awareness method is another very good choice especially with the predictive algorithms now of the models of collective data um, I think those are good and, and condoms. Um, and I like the condoms where you can use the organic nut oil. So um, polyurethane rather than latex because so, so many people have latex allergy. Um, how about you? What do you like? I love um, condoms actually. And I've, I've been so lucky. I'm so fortunate that the guys that I've been with don't complain about condoms. That's a really, it's a great thing. Cause I, I just, um, I'm not in a serious relationship. And um, even if yeah. I was, even the last relationship I was in, I'm yeah. with guys who don't start complaining, you know, so I don't have to worry about any type of, you know, Got pregnancy it. or disease. Obviously, it's not perfect, but it's just still the best yeah. way. And it's been a very long time since I've had sex without a condom. I just, I just love that peace of mind. And also, I've tried recently vegan condoms, which are amazing. The, the, the company Glide which are okay. really good because um, obviously condoms are not vegan. They have um, casein in it or something like that, which is a derivative yeah. of, of, of milk. Yeah. So that, cause that could also cause allergies as well. Cause it's not, cause you know, plant, you know, animal stuff. That's good to know. Yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, uh, for, for women that are in monogamous relationships or, or in an STI fluid bonded relationship of some kind where that you've both had your STI test done, you're not fucking around with other people um you might not be married or what have you or you're in a monogamous relationship with multiple people so you're all bonded in together um i think that having the ability for that partner if you've got contraceptive backup you're wearing condoms on the days you're fertile and then uh on the days you're not you can have your partner ejaculate inside you because male ejaculate is as valuable as as our lubrication as our as all of our fluids, our female ejaculate, et cetera. I mean, I try to get people to stop being afraid of our bodies and to embrace our bodies and the bodies of our male partners. Um, Dr. Lindsay Berkson is a very, very interesting woman. She's a hormone scholar and she wrote a book called Sexy Brain. And in it, 
she talked about the 20 different beneficial components of semen for women. Things like luteinizing hormone. That, If you want an introduction for your show, let me know. Um, She talked about luteinizing hormone being regulatory of our menstrual cycles, helping us regulate. Um, Serotonin is a mood lifter. Mm -hmm. The zinc is restorative for our cognitive function. We get, and this is my favorite, testosterone from our men. When they come inside us or kiss us, wet kiss us, they give us testosterone. And testosterone is addictive. We, I pers- it personally makes me happier. I feel more confident. It gives you balls, you know. It um, gives you a higher libido. So that is one of the benefits of ejaculate. And people are always like, okay, well, what about if you swallow it? And I'm like, I don't know, because there's no studies done on it, but your vagina is this incredible sponge that loves to bring things in. And so if you can take it in, it's very good for you. Do not be afraid of it. Just make sure you've done STI tests and you have contraceptive backup. I think it's really important if anyone has a new relationship is to look at the sperm in, with the lights on. It's very important because I had a, a shocking experience a few months ago, which I haven't sh- shared in public. I'm going to share it now because it seems relevant. Um, I was seeing this guy and um, I, he had a very large penis and we all we, we were using condoms, which was fantastic. I was so happy. He was really reaching my A spot, the AFE zone, which is my, mm, which is my, yeah. my sweet spot. Yeah. So I was like, it was amazing. And then the day after he came to my place and we cooked, he went down on me. I came in his face. I'm like, I was bouncing. Nice. My, my pelvis was going, oh. And then I almost broke his nose, which was amazing. <laughs> and then he said, I want more. So he carried on. I was like, what a guy. And then uh, we tried to have sex, but I was sore because of the night before, because he's this guy's like using XL condoms. So he's very big. Yep. And um, so then I just got some lubricant, one of my old tricks, get some lubricant and masturbate him. Because I mean, I think it's so easy to yeah. masturbate a man when you're using lubricant. I don't use lubricant on myself, but I will <laughs> on a man. So, because uh, I was just too tired or too sore. So I was masturbating him for a while. To my horror, when he came, it was brown. <gasps> oh, gross. And I'm telling you, I was like, Are you a- I've never seen that in my life. And I have a lot of sex- sexual experience. And honestly, as soon as he left, I was on Google. I was right. so shocked. And there's no way I could mm-hmm. ever sleep with that guy again. And I'm so happy no. we had condoms. And right. imagine if we had, if, if I had gone without a condom in the darkness, I think it's so important to, to yeah. look and, you know, to, to see what's going on in someone's genitals okay. with, with, with any type of spots or rashes or anything. It's yes. so important to have lights on and, and see. So if you are going to do some, have someone come inside you, you know, right what's there because I mean you someone had to test into. one day if you don't know what they've done since the test I mean I don't know yeah. it just didn't sound yeah. it didn't look but he had some issue with um I think what he happened was he had some prostate bleeding or something something yep. internal like that and it sounds it like he had, he had an accident with a surfing thing so that, oh. so that could have something to do with it and he, he never masturbates I think if maybe it was a painful thing but he, you know as I said before men don't really get these things checked out which is very we have to make them yeah, but it's, I, I mean, he didn't become anything serious. Like, I, was, I was completely put off, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, not having that again. <laughs> you know? right, I was exactly. completely in shock, you know, and yeah. uh, 
yeah, I was really talking about more of the long, you know, the oh, long absolutely. relationships. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to say too, I, I love your visual inspection. I always advocate for that. And don't forget to check behind because um, I had a boyfriend once who had herpes and I have herpes. And um, so I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with it, but I never have sex with my partners if I have an outbreak, either on my on my lips or my genitals. And I don't have them that much, but if I if I have them, I wait until it's completely gone. I don't put any pressure on myself to have any kind of sex because I don't want any shedding because I don't know what strain of HSV I have versus what strain of HSV. We don't know enough. I'm not going to get another herpes because the long-term contraindications of those things, they create nerve damage. Sciatica in your ganglia on the base of your spine and trigeminal nerve, which feeds your face. And I'll tell you something, if you end up with trigeminal neuralgia as an old person, they say it is the suicide thing. It is so painful. So, you know, we don't know where this stuff leads. Just like you get chicken pox as a kid and then you get shingles in your fifties. And it's like, how can we avoid these things? Don't just like let our kids get the pox, you know? So he had this red bump on his, I noticed he was getting out of the shower and I saw his ass and I said, Hey, what's that? What's that bump on, on, on the top of your butt? It was right by his, the base of his spine, kind of right above his crack. And he said, oh, I don't know. It's probably just a zit or something. And I got down there with my magnifying glass and my readers. And I looked at it and I'm like, dude, that's motherfucking herpes. And we're not having sex today. I just know, you I mean, you can finger me, we can make out, but I'm completely encasing that thing in a next care band-aid and putting some topical acyclovir on it. And did you have, did you bring your acyclovir in your, in your DOP kit to start getting back, you know, correct, pushing back on the viral replication. So it goes heals faster. And um, he didn't even know, like guys are not always in touch. People are not always in touch with their physical reality. And if I hadn't spotted that and he'd gotten that all over the bottom of the sheets and then I put my body in it and oh, like, wow. what if I got another friggin' strain? So I don't know anything, but I know protection and I know visual checks and I like to ask a lot of questions and I believe in abstinence for those kinds of things. So it turns out that um, a lot of times it manifests on the rear, not just on the penis and it, it manifests in different places on the body. It's not just like there's a spot on your dick, there's a spot on your pussy, not at all. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. I know, that's exactly the kind of nerdy shit you love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite scary as well when you're in a situation where you're dating. I mean, that's just, just such a, you know, you have this burning right. desire to to have sex with someone, but then you're thinking of the risk, you know, and, and how promiscuous people are. Because, I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously it only takes one bad shag to give you something, but the more you yeah. do it, the more the, the probability is going higher and higher all the time. You exactly. Know? Yeah, I talk a lot about how to have the safe, safe sex talk, when to have the safe sex talk, what STD tests to get. Um, I run a pretty big profile. All of those things are on my betterlover.com website. Um, 
I even tell you exactly the words to use. I have a little thing underneath the video where you can print it out and stick it in your purse or your wallet so you don't have to remember in the moment, you know, how you can have the conversation and everything. Because people are worried about it. Not, you know, it's hard to be informed about all this stuff. It's constantly a challenge for all of us who are in the business. Definitely. And also smell is not a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Health. We need really healthy people. Definitely. So a couple of quick questions. We have to talk to you for hours. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I know. Um, so what, what are you working on currently? What are your current projects? Well, um, the last two things I completed were the 20 kinds of male and female body orgasms. I want women are much more aware that they can have different kinds of orgasms than men can, than men do. Men are just becoming aware of it. They're like, okay, I think I have a pee spot. I could have a, you know, a prostate orgasm or, um, you know, they're a lot less afraid of their ass these days, which is good. Um, and I just wanted to give people all of the different kinds because there's locations you can touch. There's techniques. We never got into expanded orgasm. Oh, geez. We never did the thing I was starting to come here to talk to you about. Um, there's techniques like expand her orgasm tonight. And then there's, um, objects like sex toys, you know, and, and different things, electrostim and latex and floggers, and, you know, all, all of the objects of desire. And so there's a lot of things that people can do and try. And then that led me to creating a new download for people. It's free. It's called your sex. It's called sex life bucket list. It's at sexlifebucketlist.com, And it's 48 different things you can do and try to increment your sexual mastery and have new and fulfilling and exciting experiences with yourself or your partner. And it basically helps you create this bucket list of the things you really want to focus on next in your sex life. Because for your fans, like my fans, what they love from us is that we expand their orgasmic possibility and pleasure. And they want ideas. Um, techniques are great, but how do you make them like fun experiences? And so I put together 48 fun experiences that you can go through and you can mark an A would be, oh yeah, it's on my bucket list. A B would be, it's not on my bucket list. But if I have a partner, if I'm lucky enough to have a partner and it was on their list, I would do it. And C is it's not for me right now, always leaving a door open for the future because things you used to look at it and go, I don't get that at all suddenly become your masturbatory fantasy ideas <laughs> because you evolve. Mm -hmm. So that I've been really excited about listening to what ends up on, on women's bucket lists and men's bucket lists and people across the gender spectrum and, you know, what it is that's, you know, kind of trending now in sexuality. They have to tell me because I don't collect the data. I just give you the download to do yourself at home. And it's really good for people in long-term monogamous relationships who are bored and they're looking for new things to do together. Oh, you do that? Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, let's put that on the list. So that's been fun. And then this last thing was the, um, the different types of sex toys I recommend every woman have so she can become an, or, uh, uh, an orgasmic cross trainer. So she can expand her orgasmic ability to come from lots of different stimulation, which just improves her overall performance, lowers her performance anxiety, lets her know she's this infinitely cummable orgasmonaut. And um, I think, and a lot of times guys are like, what toy should I buy my wife? And I'm like, these five. <laughs> not one <laughs> get her these 
Absolutely, because one's just not enough. I mean, you have to have a, a collection, definitely. Yeah. Um, so what is the book that changed your life? A Woman's Anatomy of Arousal by Sherry Winston. She was um, a midwife. Uh, she is a midwife. And she wrote um, an ASECT book of the year a few years ago called A Woman's Anatomy of Arousal. And she has been one of my mentors, been very lucky to have her as one of my mentors. And she's taught me so much about genital anatomy especially female genital anatomy. She was really the person that explained to me how squirting works, how it's not pee, how the clitoral structure works, where it's located in the vulva. You ask most, honestly, you ask most gynecologists, they don't even know where the clit is inside. They don't even know. So I learned so much from her and that's a beautiful book. If you'd like her to have her on your show, um, I can introduce you to her. She's an extraordinary woman and that book is amazing. Amazing. It sounds great. I'm going to have that on my list. So, and um, second last question, what is the quote or affirmation that you live by? My passion, your passion is my passion. Mm, excellent. Mm -hmm. And where can people find you? Well, you can find me at my main website, personallifemedia.com. It has the 5,000 articles I've written over the last 20 years on everything searchable on an index. You can go to my betterlover.com video website where I have hundreds of video that teach you things like everything from penis pumping to yoni massage. Um, and then Instagram is at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, Susan Bratton. Um, that's more just like my personal shit. I like to post sexy pictures of myself I enjoy. It's really just my personal self-expression. Uh, because, you know, Instagram's chronically censoring me and I'm not going to get kicked off again. So I just don't put sex shit there. But I am working on starting an OnlyFans. I've just started it. It's also by my name. And I'm going to try that platform because it does not censor. Because I do just like to teach people all these hot sex techniques. And it's a place I think I can go to post that. So you can follow me there and expect a lot more to come. <laughs> wow amazing so what will you do on OnlyFans what will you do exactly will you be doing pictures and will you be doing actual classes because I know it's a lot of things you can do on OnlyFans I'm still deciding and really putting together my strategy but I'm thinking about a comp some some people want sexy pictures of me like mm -hmm. sexier than Instagram some people want to just have more sex techniques and access to content and information and ideas some people want audio, video, mm -hmm. um, ebooks. I don't think, I don't know if you can do ebooks, but I think you can do audio, video, and photos. So um, I'm just deciding okay, I've got so much great stuff. What, what does OnlyFans want me to do? And what do my people want from me? that they can't get right now in other ways or that this is where they prefer to get it. And I'm working on that strategy now. Amazing. It sounds like there's so much going on. It's so inspiring. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Susan Bratton, for this interview. It's gone on for a long time, but it was amazing. Sorry. I talked to you for ages. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed you too, Venus. You're just doing such a great job with your show. I love it. And you're really helping people. So we're so aligned in that. And um, I really felt we were a great values match and that the sexy writing that you do is helpful. Um, I think sexperts should be sexy. 
And you do a great job of that. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) The book I'm reading now is Hands of Light by Barbara Ann Brennan. I actually read this a few years ago because I'm still reading the book. Uh, What's it called again? Make Money While You Sleep. I've been reading it now for, I don't know, it's been over a month because I've um, I've been talking about it now. It's the third podcast episode that I'm still reading it because it's such a great book. So if you're interested in online courses, creating one, passive income, then definitely check it out. Um, Make Money While You Sleep by Laura Griffiths. But I wanted to take a book from my shelf that I have read already in the past and I actually um, shared a snip, snippet of it recently on TikTok where I practice my voiceovers and I, f- I found an incredible section about sexuality in it and Hands of Light is a book about energy healing and I showed it to one of my um, a Reiki teacher who gave me a course on pe- the pendulum and how to use that and she said it was really super advanced at like level three and um, yeah, it's a very dense book, but it's fascinating as well, because one day I would like to become a certified energy healer. I do feel that like i very drawn to that kind of thing. Um, so this book has been an eye-opener, to, see the, to say the least. And it's actually recommended to me for, by one of, my, one of my followers who saw that I was reading another book related to chakras. And he told me, that book is just beginners. You've got to read Hands of Light. And I think he actually reached out to me on several platforms. So whenever I receive a message more than once, I do believe it's a message from the universe and that I really should listen to it. But it's not a book about sexuality. It's about energy in general, but um, it's a holistic approach and it doesn't ignore any parts of our bodies or or lives. And what it has to say about sexuality, I found particularly stimulating and inspiring. So I'd like to read a little extract for you, and it's um, from the part about the different chakras. So here we're talking about the sacral chakra, which is just below the navel, and this is the the center for sexuality, creativity, and pleasure. So let me read from the book. The sacral acts as a pair with the pubic chakra at the two points where the front and the rear centers come together in the heart of the chakra, in the spine, the life force exhibits its second most powerful physical urge and purpose, that of the desire for sexual union. This powerful force breaks through the self-imposed barriers between two people and draws them closer to each other. So each person's sexuality is connected to his life force. This is true, of course, of all centres. Any of them that is blocked also blocks the life force and that related area. Since the pelvic area of the body is the source of vitality, any centre that is blocked in that area will have the effect of lowering physical and sexual vitality. For the great majority of humanity, The sexual energy moves through, charges and discharges in orgasm through these two sexual chakras. This moment revitalizes and cleanses the body with an energy bath. It rids the body system of clogged energy, waste products and deep tension. 
Sexual orgasm is important for the physical well-being of the person. The mutual letting go into deep communion through giving and receiving in sexual intercourse is one of the main ways humanity has of deeply letting go of the ego separateness and experiencing unity. When done with love and respect for the uniqueness of your mate, it is a holy experience culminating from the deep primordial evolutionary urges of mating on the physical level and the deep spiritual yearnings of uniting with divinity. It is a wedding of both the spiritual and physical aspects of the two human beings. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my God, that just makes the whole book worth reading because it's definitely a big, heavy book if you're interested in energy healing. I definitely recommend it, especially for if you are thinking about becoming a professional of um, energy healing. So that is Hands of Light, A Guide to Healing Through the Human Energy Field by Barbara Ann Brennan. Now it's time to slow things down as we prepare for this episode's Guided Affirmations Meditation. It's probably not a good idea to listen to this while driving or operating machinery. Instead, take a break from whatever you're doing, get comfortable, take a deep breath and enjoy.
Are you looking for a new sex toy? Maybe you have no sex toys. In case you are, I recommend checking out satisfier.com. That's S A T I S F Y E R.com. So it's like Satisfier, but with a Y instead of a, an I. And on that website, you will find a huge selection of pleasure products, many to choose from for couples, for men, for women for clitoral stimulation, dual stimulation, anal stimulation, whatever you want. And with the discount code VENUS, you can enjoy 30% off any of your orgasmic purchases. So check out satisfier.com and use the discount code VENUS for 30% off. Enjoy. To find out more about me and my orgasmic lifestyle, visit venusohara.org or follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash venusohara. Make sure to search for the Orgasmic Lifestyle Podcast by Venus O'Hara in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening. Have an orgasmic week and make sure every day is a climax.